Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. Uh, we have a returning guest who um, appeared back early this year, which was in March uh, 2022, um, episode 217. So um, please go back and listen to that episode um, following this episode, um, just to uh, see how far uh, Mark has, has come in his journey. And we're today we're speaking to Mark Bishop the Fletch who's the CEO of Anglo-Pacific Group, um, who are global neutral, sorry, global natural resources royalty and streaming company listed on both the London and Toronto stock exchanges. Um, they're giving investors exposure to um, various commodities such as cobalt, copper, copper, nickel, and uranium. Mark has a banking and international finance background and has been with Anglo-Pacific for the past eight years and just recently moved into the uh, CEO role um, and he's going to give us an update um, on the company um, since we last spoke earlier this year. So that's welcome, Mark, back to the podcast. How are you doing, Mark? Yeah, very well, Rob. Thanks for having me back. No, and I appreciate your time and it, it'd be good to um, get an update, obviously sitting in the hot seat as the CEO. Um, and I think when we last spoke, you just recently just just uh, entered that new uh that new position. So it'd be good to see how your journey has um, has gone since back then. So before we go into that, um, for those that didn't listen to the previous episode, just wanted to give us a, a quick brief snapshot of, of yourself um, and also um, Anglo-Pacific as well. I'd be delighted to. Well, why don't we start with Anglo-Pacific Group, which is arguably the much more interesting of the two. Anglo-Pacific yeah. Group is, as you mentioned, dual listed in London and in Toronto. Uh, we are following our most recent transaction anyways, now firmly positioned as the leading royalty company focused on future-facing commodities. And by that, we mean the commodity group subset really required to achieve a, a more sustainable world. We've pivoted this business from its roots of being effectively a coal business, providing coal exposure, um, such that in the next four years, 100% of our commodity exposure will be to things like copper, nickel, cobalt, really the key commodities required for a, a cleaner, greener world. Uh, personally, I joined this business, um, yeah, as you mentioned, Rob, eight years ago. It certainly saying it out loud makes it seem like a much shorter period than than it, than it is has been. Uh, but over that period of time, been involved in uh, all the transactions we've done to to reposition this business, and incredibly proud of the portfolio that we've built with exceptionally strong counterparties and um, robust. Um, um, robust assets with robust positioning on global cost curves such that they're well positioned to weather um, volatility in the mining sector, which, as we know, can can, can lead to pretty wide swings. Uh, per Go on, Rob. Sorry. No, no, no. Just as I carry on. Well, I think on the last piece, it's been an amazing journey. Uh, I found it incredibly rewarding to be part of this, uh, what we see here as an amazing company with with really motivated staff, from everyone included. Um, arguably quite singularly focused on on our vision and our strategy. We have an amazing opportunity to create a pretty pretty special business at a time when the world really needs this type of financing 
Um, obviously, you've had a busy uh, uh, quite a few months since we last caught up. Um, just wondering what what have been your highlights uh, since you took over as the CEO? Yeah, well, I, I, I stepped into the uh, CEO role at a pretty amazing time uh, for Anglo Pacific Group. Our, our portfolio has been performing um, exceptionally well. We've had um, really strong financial performance. So that's a great time to, to step into this chair with those tailwinds. That's allowed us to repay debt and de-risk our balance sheet. And then on top of that, in the world today where inflationary pressures are really affecting the mining sector, whether that be in terms of operating cost inflation or capital cost inflation, we've seen a lot of that. I'm sure you've picked up on it as well, Rob, in, in, in Q2 results, and it's likely we'll see more over the course of this year. That's all really highlighted one of the virtues of the royalty model, uh, where we are indirectly really well positioned and insulated from these cost pressures, such that investors in Anglo Pacific Group retain the positive inflation in terms of commodity price inflation going up without the margin compression impact of operating costs going up incurred by miners. That's allowed us to complete our second biggest acquisition in the history of the group a few a month or two ago, where we acquired a portfolio of advanced stage uh, copper royalties and copper and nickel royalties from South 32. Um, yes, yeah, so I just want to even go on to a little bit of detail around that um, acquisition. Um, I just wanted to tell us a little bit more about that deal um, and how the acquisition um, is going to benefit Anglo-Pacific. In a nutshell, the acquisition is straight down the fairway of our strategy. Uh, it substantially increases our exposure to copper and nickel, which has been a key strategic focus of Anglo-Pacific Group. And furthermore, the counterparties here, the two key royalties really, one relates to the, uh, the Capstone Group, a royalty at Santo Domingo Project, and the second to uh, the West Musgrave Project owned by Oz Minerals. Both exceptionally high quality projects, low, expected to have very low costs um, once built. Um, and most importantly of all, post-transaction, the core of our business today is something we're really proud of, is now approximately 70% copper, nickel, and cobalt, which is just remarkable considering that we started 100% met coal almost, not quite 100, but very close, 100% met coal eight years ago. So this transaction is a huge step forward, consistent with the transit direction of travel, uh, but it firmly positions us as the, the leading royalty company in the non-precious metals um, future-facing commodity space. It's, it's an amazing achievement. And as, as a company, we're really proud of this. How has it benefited us? Well, I think, first of all, it'll benefit us in that we have exposure to two commodities here, nickel and copper, that have incredible long-term fundamentals. If the reality is, if we have any hope of achieving the energy transition, there's no doubt that the world will need substantially more nickel and copper. So we have, beyond our what we think are really attractive base case returns, identified really attractive upside on commodity prices. Furthermore, we see upside in terms of life of mine extension, uh, production upside potential. So all the things we look for in a royalty. Um, and most importantly, uh, we have done it all while maintaining a really attractive jurisdictional footprint where we were still approximately 90% OECD, which is where we were when we started eight years ago. So all in all, we think this is a really attractive addition for folks who are looking for de-risk exposure to the basket of commodities that are required for decarbonization. And you'll remember, Rob, when I was last here speaking with you, I was, forgive me for belaboring the point, but pretty uh, 
pretty clear that our strategy was to build up with this exposure. And therefore, I feel as though we've delivered exactly what we said we would. Yeah, which is uh, certainly good to hear. And obviously, following on from this um, acquisition, um, you've reported your fourth consecutive quality record portfolio contribution. Um, what contribution, um, what has sort of contributed towards this? Across the board, it's I would argue it's strong performance from our underlying um, assets in, in our royalty portfolio, further benefiting from record or near record commodity price levels. Um, in particular, copper's done well, cobalt's done very well, uh, but the most meaningful commodity, commodity of all has been coking coal, which is somewhat counterintuitive. There's no doubt about it in that we're, we're hitting, sit, sitting here today as Anglo-Pacific Group saying we're for future-facing commodities. Um, the reality is we're in a transition. Um, our met coal exposure will run down by 2026 such that we won't have any coal exposure thereafter. But in the meantime, we're taking what have been exceptionally strong coal cash flows resulting from really, really attractive uh, metallurgical coal prices and recycled that into directly into copper and nickel. Um, so it's it's been uh, it's been pretty amazing to to report quarter after quarter of uh, of records. We think that on H2, uh, we've already seen commodity prices soften. So would we expect another record quarter in Q3? Probably not. That being said, commodity prices still remain at very attractive levels. Uh, they've come down from from highs, but they're at levels where you know, 12, 24, 36 months ago, we'd say they're well above spots. So all, all in all, we feel our portfolio still should do quite well in the second half of this year and into the future. Um, just briefly mentioning about coal, um, you've benefit, obviously benefited this year with higher coal prices. Um, what are your plans for utilizing the high cash inflow as your pivot towards future-facing commodities? Where we sit today, based on the portfolio we've built, in the medium term, we see a path to sustainable royalty income in the range of $100 million, which um, is something that is positioned Anglo-Pacific Group for really sustainable levels of income and therefore a potential path towards sustainable increases to capital returns. But in the meantime, we see in the market today really attractive opportunities to continue to grow. And therefore, in the near term, it's likely that we will first and foremost look to continue to repay debt such that we have a very strong balance sheet. Second, look to grow via further royalty and stream acquisitions. And beyond that, there will come a point where the market is such that it's more prudent to return capital shareholders rather than than grow. But, but we certainly don't feel as over there yet. Um, obviously, high uh, inflation, high in input costs um, across commodities is a really hot topic at the moment. Um, everything obviously seems to be increasing. What does that mean for Anglo-Pacific? Well, that's really, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. That's actually one of the key virtues of the royalty model in that as a, by investing in a royalty and streaming company, investors can have exposure to commodity prices, which are really benefiting from inflationary pressures without the direct exposure to the operating costs or capital cost increases that exist in mining companies. And I suppose concluding, um, what are your expectations for Anglo-Pacific in the second half of this year and obviously probably going into next year? And do you sort of have any, have any further plans or opportunities 
um, in the pipeline at all. Are you looking at any particular commodity? And obviously you mentioned the, the range of commodities you're you're involved in. Um, or is there any certain jurisdictions that you, you tend to be looking at at this moment? Oof. I mean, how much time do you have, Rob? Because uh, I can speak <laughs> about this one for, for, for hours. As long as you want. <laughs> you're too kind. I think the short version here is that it's a really attractive time to deploy capital. Um, commodity prices have pulled back. Um, equity markets at the moment are really challenging, particularly for mining companies or for anyone looking to raise capital in the public markets. It's, we've seen incredible drops in issued volumes in the last 12 months. And as a, as a business, that's sole purpose of, of existing is to provide financing to the mining sector. This is really what we, what we look for um, in terms of, of capital deployment. So we would certainly hope that we can continue growing and adding to our portfolio. And we are involved in reviewing a number of really exciting opportunities. But I would say that's always the case. Um, we've been really successful at Angle Pacific by being disciplined. And so if an opportunity isn't quite right, um, or if it's you know off strategy, we're very happy to be patient and, and we're confident that the next one will, will come along, so to speak. Um, having deployed almost $400 million in the last 18 months, I think we've we've proven that the the opportunity set is there, and our investors are rewarding us and are keen for us to maintain that level of discipline. So, if you don't see anything from us in terms of transaction in the second half of the year, um, that certainly doesn't mean we're done. Uh, we are very keen to keep growing this business, very keen to keep adding assets, as I mentioned, in terms of commodities that are you know in the base metals complex, absolutely. But also, also keen on other commodities that are slightly more niche. For example, rare earths. Um, you know, cobalt is something that is typically well understood, but we think has really attractive long-term fundamentals. High purity manganese, um, and beyond that, we as always really look at opportunities or projects that don't necessarily produce commodities that flow directly into, say, a battery or a wind turbine. But if a project is greener, and by that I mean if a project can produce a ton of, say, potash at, a, at an industry-leading carbon footprint, we think that's really attractive. And we also think there's a big role for that in our portfolio. So um, as always, you know, keep your eyes peeled, Rob. We, we really look forward to ex- telling you about our next transaction. Yeah. I've actually got one more question I've just thought of. Um, how is the financing within the mining industry is, on the whole? Um, are companies struggling to get finance or is finance easy read, uh, available if the projects are good um, or the trans- deals, transactions are good? How, and obviously, you're, you, you come from a finance and investment background. How, how, how would you sum up um, the, 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 I suppose, the investment market within the mining industry? I think I would say that the mining sector at the moment is not immune from the wider economic challenges that are affecting all capital markets. That being said, there are very clear long-term structural trends that like driven by the energy transition that everyone is pretty clearly in agreement will result in supply deficits across the commodity space. And so is it harder to access capital today? Yes. But is there capital available for the mining sector today in a way that's much more abundant than in, say, 2016, for example, when we you know, saw some pretty tough times in terms of commodity prices and general macroeconomic conditions? Absolutely. So to put it shortly, do we anticipate, I think most investors anticipate choppiness in, in the near term, but beyond that, the outlook for these commodities is particularly robust. And therefore, 
it does seem that you know good quality projects will get financing. Yeah. Mark, really appreciate your time uh, coming onto the podcast again. Um, it's clearly you've been uh, a success in the CEO role um, and obviously your, your journey is only continuing and um, obviously wish you well for the remainder of the year um, and hopefully we can get you back on the show the beginning part of next year, maybe with another acquisition or deal, but um, obviously um, give us an update on the, on the company. So um, yeah, really appreciate your time. Thank you for hosting me. It's always a pleasure, Rob. Very much look forward to being back. Yeah, no worries. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode. Obviously, royalty and streaming companies is uh, um, a great a great model um, for for investing for investing. Um, myself, I'm investing in a few royalty and streaming um, companies, so I do understand the model. So um, appreciate you for listening. Please share this episode uh, amongst friends, family, um, acquaintances within the industry um, across the world to get this uh, to get this education out to, to the masses within the industry. So until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.